Welcome to Spiritually Fierce, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Ricky Jane Adams, principal and founder of the Institute for Intuitive Intelligence and creator of the Spiritually Fierce movement. Spiritually Fierce is not just a phrase. It is a movement of awakening consciousness of which we are all a part, if we want to be. In each episode, we'll explore what it means to be spiritually fierce, how to become it, and why it is the revolution in consciousness that will save the world. Join me and my fierce guests for deep conversations on spirituality beyond the trinkets and superstitions of the new age that will support you to increase your power to serve. Welcome to the Spiritually Fierce podcast. And for the next few episodes, we're doing something a little bit different. So far, I have not had the time or opportunity to record the audiobook for Superconscious Intuition, which is my latest book that was released in July of this year, 2022. So what I would love to offer for these next few episodes is me reading in 20-minute intervals uh, from the book. Now, partly this is because I really want you to have access to this book and partly because I am currently in Mama Bali facilitating a retreat and not available uh, to record new episodes. So I think you're going to enjoy this. I really love this book. It is an evolution of the ideas from Spiritually Fierce, which was released way back in 2017. So if this is new to you, enjoy and welcome to the Intuition Revolution. And if this is a book that you already own, I hope that something else will be illuminated by my voice reading these words to you. You are at home in God, dreaming of exile, but perfectly capable of awakening to reality. A quote from A Course in Miracles. Preface. I left my husband for God. Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? A quote from Mary Oliver. January 6, 2020 was not a typical day for most Australians. Much of the east coast of Australia where I live was engulfed by massive bushfires unlike anything in living memory. In my suburb in the middle of Melbourne, my own home far from the fire was blanketed by smoke. The reality was everywhere and unavoidable. Inside my home, another situation was also glaringly unavoidable. My husband and I sat across from each other in the living room. I think I was holding my breath as he asked, So are you done? The words rushed from me as though an invisible hand was thumping me on the back. Yes. I think it's time to end our marriage. I had held this thought in for so long, too long. My husband looked at me from across the living room. We were both so tired. He replied gently, Me too. It was the miracle I had prayed for every day for months, but hardly dared believe would be possible. 
To this day, we have managed one of the most amicable and open-hearted relationship endings that I have ever heard of. But I should have known it would be this way. I knew this decision to end my marriage was a direct instruction from God. For more than a year, our relationship hadn't been good. We both felt like our marriage did not meet our needs and resentment was building. The Institute's rapid growth meant that I was traveling more and more and my absence was a heavy burden for my husband. It hurt me that my success was a source of resentment for him. The truth was, we wanted different things now. We had had an incredible 12 years, but it was time to let go. Let go had been the constant guidance moving through me for months. It is safe to make this bold leap into the unknown. It is time for the next phase of your evolution. It felt so profoundly held, I knew it was direct instruction from my superconscious intuition and that everything would unfold with ease and grace, even if there were hard times. And there have been. It felt and still feels like a spiritual calling. Instead of being called to take holy vows or walk the Camino, I was being asked, in no uncertain terms, to leave the comfort zone of domestic life behind and to align even more fiercely with my purpose. It was time for me to centre my relationship with God. I remember something Sally Thurley said to me when I interviewed her a few years ago. It struck me so profoundly. The mystical woman is the ultimate wild woman. Taking God as my primary partner might seem reckless, but the wild intuitive knowing in me says otherwise. I have seen what happens when I choose my divine truth first and the consequences when I don't. To choose to take God as my primary partner is to say that I choose myself above all else. It's a bold move and an easy one to forget. To place our holiness first in a world obsessed with the external and material is an unpopular choice. But I am not the first to make it, and many have done so more boldly than by simply ending a relationship. I also made that choice many times within my marriage, and without question, it contributed to the relationship's demise. I don't regret that. I had to become congruent with what God was asking of me, a.k.a. what I was asking of myself. The marriage wasn't the problem, although it was timely that we moved on. The problem was that I was clinging to my comfort zone by staying. For all the challenges between my husband and me, it was otherwise a very nice, very stable life that allowed me to focus on my mission without too much distraction. I knew that when I listened to that voice within me, which was a roar by the time I finally spoke up, there would be an inevitable period of chaos and loss of control. I wouldn't be able to control my soon-to-be ex-husband's response. I wouldn't be able to control my children's responses. There would be uncertainty for everyone, emotionally, physically, and financially. Life would be in flux. And I was resisting it because... I wanted to stay 100% focused on my mission. But I could feel the more profound truth. My mission, my work, my purpose are all the same thing. To know myself as God. 
that shows up in the world through the work of the Institute and getting to support others also to know that they are God, because there's only one of us here, right? My service is my medicine. And in staying in my comfort zone, no matter why, when God was calling me into bold action was to betray my own divine, glorious nature. Choosing God first isn't a choice I will only need to make once. It isn't an easy choice. But for me, the only option is to privilege that wild, untamed wisdom within. In truth, I have made those bold, wild leaps in faith all my life. But as I got older and life felt more serious, the responsibilities more significant, including to two young men I'm lucky enough to mother. I felt myself teetering on that precipice for longer and longer. What is a well-lived life? For me, that answer is simple. To make choices in every moment that take me closer to remembering the truth that I am God through joy, pleasure, moonlight, heartache, doing the dishes, raising boys, eating, dancing, sobbing, grieving, and sucking the marrow from every moment. My life is so far out of my comfort zone you wouldn't believe it. But I cannot go wrong when my superconscious intuition leads the dance. In case you too are feeling that ultimate of wild calls to partner with your divinity and leave the world of the known behind, then you are so welcome here. Being in our divinity, paradoxically, makes us more empowered to participate in the world. As divine beings in a human experience, we can honestly know the world, not fade away in the illusion of the comfort zone. I have learned to privilege the voice of the deeper state of intuition, superconscious intuition, over decades of practice and learning and humbly failing again and again. It is a lifelong love affair to become intimate with the voice of my soul and to lead my life from that place. I invite you to join me to do the same. Introduction. The beginning of intuition is the end of intuition. The superconscious mind is the God mind within each man and is the realm of perfect ideas. A quote from Florence Scovel Shin. Intuition is the gateway to opening to our divine nature for so many of us. We have enough synchronicity experiences or knowing that we follow that divine lead without knowing how we know. We enroll in a tarot class, sign up for a psychic development workshop or join a mediumship circle. This is, or at least it should be, the beginning of changing our perception of reality and ourselves. But it so rarely is. More often than not, it creates more separation thinking and barely improves the lives of those who access intuition at this level, except in the most superficial of ways. My last book, Spiritually Fierce, was all about intuition and how to increase it by learning to trust it and live it. It was a timely book, the first place that intuition development and the immutable laws are synergized. It opened and continues to open many people to the deeper power and truth of their intuition beyond the trinkets and superstitions of the new age. Now, 
I am ready to go further and share an even more fierce and uncompromising discussion of the true nature of our spiritual superpower. In this book, my contention is this. There is no such thing as intuition. We are all in a temporary amnesia that we will wake up from collectively. As we do, conversations about intuition, what it is, where it resides in the body, how to access it, will all become redundant. When we have remembered what we are, why would we need a language to communicate with ourselves? Why would we need a bridge between us and ourselves? We will simply no longer require this construct called intuition. Intuition is a function of consciousness. As we increase our connection to our intuition, we raise our consciousness and vice versa. If science were ever to figure out how consciousness truly functions, it would be like pulling out the plug from the wall of the universe and we would all just disappear. If we solve that mystery, the need for our existence comes to an end. The pursuit of what we are and how and why we function is the work of our lives. The end point of figuring out our consciousness is knowing that we are God. When we use the word God, what we are trying to do awkwardly, because there truly is nothing in language that captures it effectively enough, is to reach the state of unlimited consciousness, which I refer to as superconsciousness. The path of deep intuition, superconscious intuition, is uncompromising because it will ask us to put down all perceived limitations and go directly towards the truth that we are God. What does that mean? It means that we are that which created consciousness. Consciousness is a function of our awakening. It is a tool we can utilize to manufacture a reality that wakes us up to the truth that we are God. Intuition is consciousness in communication. Superconscious intuition is the highest, most pure expression of our intuition. When we realize our superconsciousness, we are on the precipice of having no more need for intuition as we've understood it for so long. Perhaps we didn't know when we picked up our first set of oracle cards that this is where that gateway drug would lead us, but it is an inevitable journey for all of us. You are at home in God dreaming of exile, but perfectly capable of awakening to reality. So says A Course in Miracles. And this statement brings me back to the truth faster than anything else. I will not ask us to believe more about intuition. I'm going to ask us to believe less, much less. So much of the teachings of intuition in the world right now delay our awakening rather than encourage it. We become enamored with the trinkets and superstitions. We look to be soothed in our littleness rather than inspired by our gloriousness. Think about it. When was it you last reached for an oracle deck or booked in with a psychic? Most likely it was when you needed soothing. Life was feeling overwhelming, perhaps, or you were at a crossroads. You wanted something or someone else to carry the burden of your life for a little while. 
as though something out there knew the right answer and could do the work for you. That's how it was for me recently. I was in my home city of Melbourne during the first year of the COVID-19 pandemic. We experienced the strictest and most prolonged lockdown of any place in the world. My marriage had ended and I was navigating that amongst a severe lockdown. I was homeschooling my children, unable to leave my house for more than an hour each day and restricted within a five kilometre radius when we did get to step outdoors. At the same time, the Institute was experiencing a rapid period of growth and I was busier than ever. It was an unprecedented time and I recall so vividly feeling this deep desire to no longer have to hold it all together, to be able to pass on some of this feeling of responsibility. I reached out to Lou Manis, the Balinese priestess I'm lucky enough to consider my friend, and asked her to arrange a palm reading with her teacher, Putu. A week later, I was on a Zoom call with Lou from her home in Ubud as she shared with me what her teacher had divined from the image of my palm. Putu is a very profound channel for divine grace, but suffice to say, nothing she shared I didn't already know. As Lou continued to share the reading with me, I could feel her spiritual fierceness growing. Eventually, she said, almost exasperated, Ricky, this time is for all spiritual teachers to show up more and give more. We must increase our devotion now. The world demands this of us at this extraordinary time. I looked at that glorious woman through the computer screen and I could have kissed her. He was the guidance I needed. There was no mysterious future outcome that I could hear about that would alleviate my feelings of burden. Lou was so lovingly reminding me that this was my holy task to lead this revolution and go towards what I was afraid of. So I took her advice to heart and doubled down on my devotion. It was, after all, the most potent way for me to be of service to myself and all human consciousness. Intuition and the development of our intuition reflect the development of our consciousness Intuition is a spiritual faculty, not a new age trinket. The more we refine our consciousness through our devotion and commitment to know ourselves as God, our intuition has more potency. Intuition is a tool, not the result. It is a byproduct of our awakening. And the end point, the future of our individual and collective intuition, the revolution, is that we will evolve beyond the need for it. How this book works. Superconscious Intuition is a collection of essays on the theory and praxis of intuitive intelligence. It has developed over five years of serving the Institute for Intuitive Intellig Intelligence's students across all our programs worldwide. The ideas, theories, contentions and secondary analysis presented in this book have mostly been shared in live training and presentations first and then transcribed and edited to communicate in written form. My most effortless form of expression is verbal, so this text has a conversational tone. I have chosen to conserve this rather than to edit it away so that we may have a sense of sitting in the same space as each other. 
I've also chosen to conserve the oral slash oral sense in writing to honour the students, audiences and different groups who have inspired the words. These ideas don't happen in isolation. They are the result of the alchemy of the speaker and the listener, the student and the teacher. The nature of my work is unsurprisingly intuitive and so often the words I share fall from me from that super consciousness of which we are all a part. If one student or one person in the Zoom room or the audience had been different, would these exact words in this same order have emerged? In other words, this text is a testament to learning by doing. Through living, sharing and exploring intuitive intelligence in my service as the principal of the Institute, this work has emerged. These words have been spoken out loud worldwide from Italy to Ireland to Australia and reached ears in Luxembourg, Colombia, New Zealand and everywhere in between. They represent the work of the Institute from 2017 to 2021. The ideas pick up where my first book, Spiritually Fierce, left off and in some ways may contradict some of the teachings of that book. For the readers of the first book, I approach these new ideas with curiosity We will gather enough evidence in these pages to see a different paradigm of possibility about ourselves and intuition. This evidence will point us toward the truth that we are superconscious. This is our birthright, and it is the precursor to us knowing ourselves as God, which is the end point of intuition. I have come to realize that my work resides at this end point. I will never stop being a humble student of my intuition, so I do not doubt that my ideas will continue to evolve as my capabilities grow. I've also continued with what I began in Spiritually Fierce in mapping the work onto my life, or perhaps more accurately, mapping my life onto the work. Frequently, these turning points weren't comfortable or desired, but I'm not here in this life for my comfort. I'm here for evolution all of ours. I'm not afraid to sweat for God. After all, when we live from our highest form of intelligence, our intuitive intelligence, we are no longer experiencing the world through the human experience alone. We have become superconscious in our understanding of the world. And that's when life starts to get so good. This book is presented in three parts. The Foundations for Deep Intuition, the evolution of intuitive intelligence, and the revolution of superconsciousness. There have been five years of research, teaching, and learning since writing Spiritually Fierce. While Spiritually Fierce was revolutionary in so many ways, superconscious intuition goes even further because of the intensive work that the Institute does to mature the understanding of intuition and its role in our consciousness awakening. Part one represents the knowledge and insights I wish every person starting on their intuition development journey received. With a deeper understanding of the universal laws, the science that explains the functioning of intuition, and a grounding in the nature of consciousness, we would avoid the traps and pitfalls of a superficial intuition. Part two offers the evolution of intuition development. But I want to be clear This is not another intuition development guide, although the teachings provided here will wildly increase our intuition. 
It is a radical evolution in what we believe intuition to be, why we develop it, and what it will truly bring to our lives if we dare to follow it all the way through. Part three challenges even more some of the most tightly held fixations we have about intuition that keep us playing in littleness instead of revolutionizing our lives with the glory of our superconsciousness. In 2022, the Institute for Intuitive Intelligence is bringing you a whole new way to get qualified as a professional intuitive. The Intuitive Intelligence Method Accreditation is a 100-hour training program, including personal development, professional development, and spiritual development that will take your skills as an intuitive to the level of superconscious. This program is available online and in person across a range of different dates and deliveries in 2022 and 2023. We'd love for you to head to the Institute for Intuitive Intelligence.com to find out more about how you can get qualified faster and more efficiently to increase your power to serve.